This episode of the Exhausted Educators Recharge Show is brought to you by Stetson & Associates. Does your school need some extra help in a variety of areas, maybe in things like providing supports and accommodations or work with collaborative instruction, you know, like co-teachers working together or a teacher and a para working together as a successful team, maybe even need some help with building inclusive systems within your school? What about this one? Staffing issues. We've all got those. No matter what the questions are that you're facing, Stetson can help you find answers and help you develop a strategic plan that's tailor-made for your school and the challenges that you're facing. To learn more about Stetson & Associates, go to stetsonassociates.com and find out how their team can help you and your staff and your students meet the goals that you're striving for. And when you're lucky enough to talk with one of their fantastic employees, please make sure to tell them that you heard all about Stetson from the Exhausted Educators Recharge Show. To all the Exhausted Village, I'm, that's what I'm going to call your fans, Kyle, the Exhausted Village. Shout out to the Exhausted Educators. <laughs> this is a Holding On To Learning LLC production. Woo! The ideas expressed on this show are not the views of their employer. Besides, if you really want to take advice from this guy, well, you should probably do it at your own risk. You're going to love the Exhausted Educators channel. Class is in session. Here's the short ball dude from the Exhausted Educators show. What is going on, education heroes? Thank you for dropping in to the Exhausted Educators Recharge show. In this special episode, I'm bringing on my good friend, Brian Martin, who's the host of the podcast, Teaching Champions, and I'm bringing him on for a couple reasons. One, I want you to be exposed to his magnificent brilliance. The guy is just a good human, just a super good human, and his podcast, I think, kind of goes along really well with what we do here. He believes in celebrating people, and it shines through in every single episode, and it shines through even when he's talking in in this interview coming up that you're going to hear in a minute. I want you to just have another podcast to go to that you can listen to, get some really high-quality information from that will help you out in education land, and walk away feeling even better about everything in your life when you're done listening. I also want to let you know that Brian leads like a legion of people on X, formerly known as Twitter. So if you're on Twitter, you want to check him out, and I'll put his handle in the, in the show notes so you can hook up with him. He has like daily thoughts that are all about positive thinking, growth mindset, some of the things we talk about in this episode. It's going to resonate really well with you, and there are just so many people who every single day chime in on the brilliance that he provides. I know you're going to love this interview. He's such a good human, just a really good person. Check out his podcast, Teaching Champions Podcast, and he talks a little bit about it in this episode. Can't wait for you to hear all about him and the magnificent human that he is. Ladies and gentlemen, Brian Martin. Ladies and gentlemen, I am pumped to have my good friend Brian Martin, the host of the Teaching Champions podcast, on with me tonight so he can talk all about the amazing things that he shares with so many people, whether it be growth mindset, positivity, and having a positive mindset, and just just being a, a good cultured uh, person and, a, and building a good culture in schools. 
he just does a lot of great ideas, but I also want him to dive into his awesome podcast. Brian, thank you so much for jumping on with me, man. Kyle, I am just so thankful and humbled to be here. I'm a big time listener of your podcast, so just uh, blessed to be here, brother. You got it. You got it. And for our listeners, Brian did a uh, an amazing workshop for the bash, for the virtual bash. If you haven't checked it out yet, highly suggested. Had a lot of great feedback from his session that he threw out there. And his podcast is just unbelievable. He celebrates everybody. He's got, as I said in the intro, he's just got a good heart. He's a good-hearted human, and he celebrates people, which which kind of falls in line with all the stuff we try to do here, too. So, Brian, if you don't mind, introduce yourself and kind of give everybody your Ed journey and how, how, uh, how you got to where you're at now. Yeah, definitely, my friend. So, my Ed journey, I guess I started and right off the bat. I'm a young kid, and... My first year teaching, I'm at the kindergarten level. So the first two years at <laughs> kindergarten level, I had no idea what I was doing. You know, I have a ton of effort. Uh, I gave it everything that I had, but uh, I learned a lot more than, than those young people did. They taught <laughs> me a ton and absolutely love those kids. And, you know, I started, I went from kindergarten. I went up into first grade for a year, but halfway through the year, I got pulled out. I was part of the Army Reserves. So I went overseas for um, my total duty time was about a year and a half, and I came back and went into second grade. And I've been in the second grade probably going on about 16, 17 years now. And then f- from that, along with that, I was a basketball assistant, high school basketball coach for about 14, 15 years. And we just had an amazing program and uh, it had nothing to do with me. I was just uh, <laughs> surrounded the, the two guys that were the head coach and the head assistant coach. They were amazing. And just the players were, were awesome. Um, and just learned so much from that experience and from teaching second grade. Awesome. And you and I just have a lot in common from, you know, elementary school teacher to, you know, I, I told you before, I was high school soccer coach for many years. And then Till, till kids came on, on the scene and then, you know, I had, was forced to shift my priorities and rightfully so for a while. Um, and then now, even into the, the podcast spaces, we both have podcasts and kind of like a similar, a similar audience, I think, you know, I think there's some overlap between our audiences, but I really wanted, I wanted you to come on to share the, your amazing ideas and advice but I also wanted you to come on so that you can talk about your awesome podcast because I really think this will resonate well with our listeners. Can you just dive in a little bit and tell them all about Teaching Champions? Yeah, well, you know, the, the Teaching Champions podcast, I started about two and a half years ago. And originally it started out as like a solo episode. And then it, it transformed. And I'm interviewing a ton of people and you know, sometimes you get into the podcast space and they'll say you, you want to have like a niche podcast where you really zero in, whether it's say we're, we're all educators. So really zero in on um, math or I'm going to zero in on reading. Well, my podcast isn't really like that. I take educators from all over, whether it's an educator, an administrator, a speaker, a consultant. And, you know, I just want to pick their brains and one thing that I was, I, I listened to a ton of podcasts and I don't know if you've ever heard of Jocko, yep. but Jocko's a big Navy SEAL, big leadership guy, has a huge podcast out there. And he was a guest on like this business podcast. 
And the business guy was was saying, you know, telling Jocko, oh, you know, I love listening to podcasts about Navy SEALs. And Jocko was like, well, he goes, it's so funny because Navy SEALs, we're always listening to podcasts, like whether it's business or whether it's listening to podcasts put on coaches. And hmm. what they're saying is they're just going outside their field to learn. And I guess that's what I'm trying to do now, staying in the education field, but not just zeroing on one topic, just going and meeting all these amazing people. And if um, you can take one thing away from this show right now, it's I'm blessed right here, right now to talk to Kyle. <laughs> Kyle, you want to surround yourself <laughs> with people that fill you up, people that inspire you and people that fill your mind. And that's what the podcast is about. I get to meet people like yourself that are awesome and just fuel because teaching education, it's a tough profession. Yep. When you're in a profession, when you're constantly like pouring yourself into other people, when you're very empathetic yep. to other people. And I think most people, probably everybody that's listening to your show is because what happens is you end up carrying some of that home with you. So you need to feed your mind. You need to feed your body, feed your soul with some good stuff. And that that's what it's all about. And so find people like Kyle Hill to fill you up. <laughs> You're too kind, man. And I would say the reverse. Find people like Brian Martin, right? So uh, we have a very similar approach in you know, our podcast. Uh, we we kind of throw a broad net, both of us, and mm -hmm. just try to bring in good people who can help educators in whatever way, it, whatever way that we possibly can, and just bring in good people and let them tell their story and let them share some advice, which is the other reason why I had you on as a good human and a great teacher and an awesome podcaster. You've you've uh, been able to gather just boatloads of information, and now you, when you're on podcasts yourself, you sprinkle it out and and share great advice. And I you know I know building culture, having a positive mindset, growth mindset, all those kinds of things you talk about often. So I, I want to piece those apart and have you share some of those. So let's start with like culture building. What kind of advice? as far as like building culture for a classroom, students, staff, um, just building a culture environment, what kind of things do you want to throw out to the audience as advice to, to help you build a great culture? Yeah, you, you know what, I, I guess the first thing is, how do I want to show up for the day? Like when, when I think about the day, and maybe it's because, you know, we were talking beforehand, we're both in, in, in our mid 40s. And I don't know how many more years we have left in this field. And it seems, I mean, that might sound silly, but I was listening to uh, a speaker one time and he wasn't in the education field, but he was saying, you know, perspective is so much. And when you look at it and he was talking about like uh, time with your family mm -hmm. and he was saying, you know, sometimes we're in such a big rush, but we should slow down and really appreciate that time because what if we said that you only had like four more Christmases with mm. someone that you really cared about? Yeah. And, you know, I, as we get older, I realize and I take it in how fragile time is, yep. is, you know, I'm sure that you've noticed um, we're both since we're both middle aged, like uh, <laughs> the people that we came into this profession with. Like if you stay in that same district, they're starting to more and more of them every year starting to retire. Yep. And all of a sudden, uh, 
The the new teachers, uh, they look so young. <laughs> I mean, I'm so old. <laughs> so, but uh, so it's really, you know, keeping that perspective. Like, you know, what if I only have 10 more first days, opening days? Hmm. And last year, it was, I, it's one of those moments where I really held on to it is it was a uh, open house right before hmm. the, you know, right before the first day of the school. And I walked past, uh, my one colleague and it was her last year and I just wanted to check in on her, see how she was doing. And you know, it's her last open house. Yeah. And, uh, yep. you know, she, it was very surreal. Hmm. And, and she said that and she goes, it's just a really weird feeling to think like, this is the last time. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, almost like a little appreciation with that. So then I walked down the hallway and we got this brand new, uh, young lady who, who killed it last year, but but I popped my head into her room and, she, and she's just all you know. She's got that nervous energy, but she she was just all fired up, excited, and just yeah, ready to go. So I was like tried to keep that perspective. One like trying to tap into to the youthful, you know, not being jaded, yep, being excited for yep. everything, but also trying to keep the perspective of you know, it's it's precious. Yeah. And to really appreciate the moment. So I get, you know, uh, perspective is huge. And just uh, when I show up every single day, you know, and I think about how I want to show up. And, you know, one thing that I always try and go by is culture. I can't control. They always talk about, like, control the controllables. I can't control outside of my classroom. There's a lot of stuff that I can't control uh, what comes down the pipeline that I have to do. But I can control myself right. and I can control making it an emphasis to see the good things that are happening. I can make it a point and control the things that I listen to. Am I listening for the good? I can control the words that come out of my mouth because I'm only going to say so many words every single day. So do I want to waste those words, um, whether it's just putting negativity out there or do I want to use those words like speaking into people, you know, picking people up. So, that, I mean, that that's a, a big thing. Um, I read a book called The Art of Noticing Things because we pass by so many things every single day and we're so busy. We have so much on our plate hmm. that we don't notice them. True. And in this book, it was saying, you know, take an interest in other people. Sometimes we don't notice the people that, that we come in contact with when we're walking past them um, in the hallways. We say, hi, how are you doing and everything? But then, you know, we're shooting one way, they're shooting the other. Yeah. And we really don't take that time. And it said, you know, one thing that you can do is make it a point to offer five authentic compliments <laughs> to the people around you. And then and let's not, you know, we can dive in a, in a minute into what we're going to do with our students. That's just, you know, school culture. How are we, we treating our colleagues and offering those five compliments to the people around us? And then it said, another thing is to ask five questions. <laughs> because when I'm curious and when I'm asking questions and when I'm finding things out about you, we find out that we have so much in common. Today I was in uh, the teacher's lounge. I'm filling up a coffee from the Keurig and just talking with the, this new aide. And she was telling me, like, she came to the city last year with her husband who's a full-time military. 
and just listening. So I was asking her all these different questions, you know, where, where have you been stationed at? And, you know, different things like with my military background, I can dive into that a little bit. Mm -hmm. I never knew that connection. I would have never known that unless I was curious a little bit. Yeah. And when we ask questions, we learn. And when we learn and we strengthen those bonds, it just makes for a better working environment. So, you know, five compliments, five questions. And then, like, if you want to talk into, like, the classroom, one thing that I love um, is, like, John Gordon. I don't know if you're a John Gordon fan, but mm -hmm. the, the energy bus, yep. um, he always puts out some some great information about positivity. And, you know, he was talking, and he says, you want to look at the culture. He goes, I can tell you the culture by what you celebrate and what you tolerate. Hmm. What are we celebrating in our classrooms? And, uh, you know, we, we celebrate the big things, but, you know, celebrate like just n small things. Um, one of my favorite stories that I love to tell is um, if you're a basketball fan, that there's a guy back in the day by the name of Steve Nash. <laughs> he was an unbelievable basketball player in the NBA. And Great point, with the NBA, Oh, phenomenal point guard and phoenix suns and and i think a couple other teams but you know won the nba mvp a couple times but uc berkeley so we think about sports and uh sports is a huge billion dollar industry and sports is being analyzed through all these different lenses and uc berkeley wanted to do a study about you know is there a correlation between teams that celebrate in their winning percentage. Hmm. So these researchers from UC Berkeley, they go and they study every NBA team over the course of an 82 game se uh, season. And what they found is that the teams that celebrated, the teams that cheered each other on, the teams, you know, that they were given the high fives, those teams won the most games. Hmm. The teams that celebrated the least, the teams that had the least amount of connections, Obviously, they were at the lower end of the league. Well, the Phoenix Suns, they had that guard, that Steve Nash that we were talking about. So they decided they wanted to do their own study. So they had their intern follow Steve Nash. And I, I think it was just with a clicker because uh, the technology back in the, the early 2000s what, isn't what it is today. But he would sit there and his whole job over the course of a 48-minute game was to watch Steve Nash and watch how many high fives, fist bumps, pats on the back that Steve Nash would give. And they said over the course of the season that Steve Nash averaged throughout a game 239 fist bumps, high fives, <laughs> pats on the back. So when we think about like our own classrooms, what are we doing right. over the course of the day? You know, so I try, I always try and keep that in the back of my mind. Like how many times Am I having those, like those little moments of connection? And it doesn't have to be something big. But how many times can I give a, a kid a fist bump or a pat on the back or, or tell him, you know, you did an awesome job right there. And I think like the more that we fill our classroom up with praise, the more things that we find to celebrate. And here's another thing. The more things that you look to celebrate, the more things that you're going to find to celebrate. And what happens, and one thing that I've noticed is when when I make it a point to celebrate all the students around me, when I make it a point to point 
that out to the other students, they start cheering each other on as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's finding like, what what are the vibes that, that I'm putting out? Hey, Exhausted Village, I want to pause this episode just for a second to remind you, if you go to rechargedfamily.podia.com, you can find our virtual bash, which has over 50 workshops from educational leaders all over the country, providing you information and resources, and you can get it all for only $8 if you put in the promo code BASH, B-A-S-H. And also at rechargedfamily.podia.com, you'll find our full student mentoring program. If you've ever thought about bringing a student mentoring program into your school or your, for your kids in your classroom, we have everything you need from training videos to the documents, everything for the mentors, everything for even what we call the site leader, who's the person who can run the whole program for you, like a parent or a community member or a paraeducator at your school. We give you everything. And again, you can get it at a discount rate because you're a valued listener of our podcast. If you put in the coupon code MENTOR, you're going to get that entire program for an amazing discount for only $10. Again, check all that out at rechargedfamily.podia.com. Sorry for breaking into the show, everybody, but I want to remind you this episode is brought to you by Stetson & Associates. No matter what the challenges are that you and your team faces, Stetson & Associates can help you devise and develop a plan that's going to be tailor-made for you and your staff. To find out more about Stetson and the amazing resources that they provide, go to stetsonassociates.com. Now, let's get back to the action. Man, we speak the same language. I mean, we... You... <laughs> We're so that that message I've sent that message out myself. I don't know how many times on on uh, my other podcast I do for parents. I shared this story last year about my daughter who was playing volleyball, and this was her first time playing volleyball in this league. It wasn't like too intense. It's not like you know, travel ball or anything. It was kind of like just mm -hmm. like you know getting everybody started. Young kids, elementary age, and I noticed something the very first practice. We were. Um, so they divided all the kids up on teams and my daughter was on a team and she had a great experience, but there was a team that practiced right next to her. It was in the same league, the same night. So they'd split the court and the other team and they just celebrated everything, man. Like it's a girl would, a girl or a boy would, would just get their hand on a ball and it was mm -hmm. an explosion of happiness just right. And so what I noticed was talent wise, at the beginning of the season, that team probably was the least, right? Mm -hmm. They didn't have the tallest kids. They didn't have the most, um, they didn't have the most experienced kids. But what I found was absolutely amazing. Like this is something out of a Disney movie, but I swear it's true. They, they went through the season. I remember my daughter's team beat their team pretty handily, like the first or second game. By the mm -hmm. time they got to the end of the season, they, they, like the top four teams made the playoffs and they were like the fourth team in. But because they had their coaches and their parents bought in and the kids, they built such a foundation of building each other up. By the time they got to the end of the season, they were just diving everywhere and giving everything they possibly could just to get their hand on the ball, just to keep the play going. 
And it was amazing. And when, when it didn't, you know, they tried, I think, all right, everybody was there building each other up. It was constant celebration and praise. And when you know that team went on to win the whole stinking thing, right? Like, I'm not saying that will always happen, but I'm saying that's just like one really good example going along exactly what you're talking about with Steve Nash is that the power of praise, it just can't be understated. You can't give it enough. And mm-hmm. when you talk about building a culture in a classroom or in a school or even in your work environment, you know, the fist bumps, the high fives, the positive praise, it's contagious. And you, what you're saying is exactly right. The kids start to, to get into it as well and they start to spread it, you know, and yes. you know, the giving five compliments a day. That is something that translates really well to kids, too. You know, I used mm-hmm. to always say three. I heard that my mother told me years and years ago, what have you done today to give out three, you know, f- three positive praise compliments or just something to make, you know, fill up somebody's bucket. And that, that, that kind of message is really powerful in any classroom as well. So no, you and I are just, oh, just on the same page, man. We, we have a very similar mindset and I appreciate that about you. So building the culture. And then mm-hmm. the other thing you you always talk about is just like a growth mindset. So you want to dive into a little bit about your thoughts your thoughts on just growth mindset in general? Yeah, you know, I'm a huge proponent of, about growth mindset. And, uh, you know, I think um, I always take it back to a story like, like we said earlier, um, listening to other people outside of like the teaching profession. And I, I think... I really bought in when I was listening to uh, Sarah Blakely, mm-hmm. um, the founder of Spanx. She was on a podcast. Now, if, if you're not familiar with Sarah Blakely, um, unbelievable story. Go to a, a podcast, put her name in there. And she's been on so many that uh, and just choose one. Because when you want to talk about mindset, like she has an unbelievable mindset. And uh, she said um, she started with a couple thousand dollars. And she was trying to break into to the woman's underwear uh, division back in the day. She said when she was trying to do it, it was run by all men. So she only had a couple thousand dollars. Now she's taken that couple thousand dollars and now she's a self-made billionaire. Hmm. But she said along that journey, so many doors were shut in her face. So many people didn't believe in her. There were so many obstacles that she had to overcome. And she she credited her father with this. She said one of the biggest life lessons that she ever had was when she was growing up that she would come home and it would be her and her brother. They would go to the dinner room, dining room table for dinner. And her dad would ask her. He would be like, you know, not what were you successful at? Not, you know, did you get 100% on your spelling test? But what did you fail at lately? Hmm. What did you fail at today? And she said that right there, it switched uh, in her mind what failure was. And she said failure to her now isn't not achieving something. Failure is just not trying. And, you know, I heard that. And I was like, that is huge. So, so, you know, the message of making mistakes is is big in my classroom. And, uh, you know, we, we try and do the, like the language that we speak. And I think it's important when, when you talk about a growth mindset, like everybody, um, Carol Dwight, obviously she, she's famous for, for the mindset, but I was diving into her book this summer 
And I think it's important for every educator to to recognize, number one, uh, growth mindset isn't about saying yet and throwing it on on a poster and hanging it up. That there, there's so much more to that. And our mindsets are extremely powerful. But what Dweck says is one misconception is it's all about effort. The growth mindset's all about effort. She goes, well, hold up. She says, it's also about recognizing when something isn't working and that you need to switch it up. Hmm. You know, because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So um, having a growth mindset is recognizing, hey, I got to switch that up. Um, she says, also, don't praise effort if the effort isn't there. Hmm. And she says, um, also, another big component is that we want to praise the effort, but also we want to tie it to the outcome so that they make that connection, that the efforts will let us. So, you know, inside the classroom, what would I try and do, um, you know, make mistakes, normalize it. So every single day, like we have a little mantra. And the first thing that we say, you know, we come in, we watch the morning announcements and we talk about we call ourselves the superstar scholars. Like a second grade, <laughs> it works. And uh, so we go every single day, the superstar scholars make mistakes, show grit, work hard, ask questions, be grateful and accept feedback. And those are like like the, the pillars of my classroom. And then, you know, when we talk about making mistakes. So if a kid makes a mistake inside the classroom, we, we celebrate it. Um, we haven't had the opportunity yet because the school year just started. But, you know, last year. There were days where we would write on a sticky note a mistake that we made recently because they say like in businesses, going back to Sarah Blakely, she wants the adults in her space, the adults that are running the different divisions within Spanx to not be afraid to try new things. So they have mistake parties. Love it. And she says what, what, what she does is she normalizes it for them by telling them about the mistakes she's making. Love it. So I go and I tell my students about the mistakes I'm making. Um, I go and tell them, Sherm, uh, Bill season. I mean, first game was brutal. All right? <laughs> Josh Allen's picked it picked it up after that, but we lost to the Jets, and poor Josh had like three or four interceptions, fumbled it. So, but we talked about that. So, so we'll point out like uh, you know these different athletes how they're making mistakes, but they keep going after it. And uh, so, it's, you know, it's that modeling, having the conversations. It's also, you know, how often do we just get tunnel vision hmm. and always see the mountains that lie ahead of us? It's going with our students and we'll be working on something and the kids will achieve something and we celebrate that. But then we, we take time throughout the school year and say, well, this is where we were at a month ago and really show them the growth. And talk about trying to make those connections. Well, this was the effort. This was the strategies that you were doing. When it got hard, did you quit? And, uh, you know, they'll say no and everything. And sometimes um, it's that constant reinforcement. You know, I'll go back to like last year a lot because this is a new school year. But a little guy came up to me. He was a perfectionist. So making mistakes was really hard for him. And he just came up to me and, you know, a little teary eyed little guy. We were working on some math and, and he goes, I, I, 
this isn't right, is it? And I said, you know, I just put my hand on his shoulder, pointed it up to, to our poster. And he said, what's the number one rule of our classroom? He said, make mistakes. <laughs> you know, then, then we fist bumped and we got him on, right on track. But it, it's showing them, I'm not mad at you. It's mm. part of the process. Yep. We're all, we all should be making mistakes. Yep. And then, uh, you know, through those conversations, our guy crushed it in math. Like he was highly gifted in math. But in second grade, uh, big math pieces, the regrouping. And it was like the first or second day. And, and this guy, he was struggling a little bit. So he's not used to that. So he was all frustrated. And, you know, I said, hold up. I said, should you be good at it right now? And, uh, you know, this was over the course. We've had many conversations to to help with this. But he's like, no. <laughs> and I was like, right, you just started. We shouldn't be good at, at it first. And within in a week, he was crushing it. But I think it, it's like if we want that growth mindset, that understanding that we're not going to be good at it right away, that you're going to have to put in the work. The microwave society that we live in where we want things right away, that uh, – it's just that constant conversation, that constant celebration, that constant pointing out real life examples, showing them how far they've come. It's uh, being a model of that. Ladies and gentlemen, you now know why Brian Martin is such an amazing human. Uh, you have you have flushed out everything that I was hoping you would pretty much unprompted, man. You, you and I have a, such a... Not only do we have similar hairstyle, we have a very similar <laughs> similar mindset. I, I'll tell you what, getting ready in the morning is a beast. Uh, <laughs> all the hours you got to spend on your hair, getting it just right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tell you, I'm not going to try to unpack everything you just said, but there was so much good there and so much that I 100% and just fully believe in. You know, the idea of celebrating mistakes. Like, you... It's not something traditionally we have done in education. Like, mm-hmm. I wish teachers would have told me that when I was a kid. Like, it's okay to try and not, you know, not get everything right. It's okay to try and not be successful at it at all because that's where it all starts, right? And mm-hmm. when I think about, like, the special ed or the, the kids with needs kind of lens that I always look at, a lot of those kids have real confidence challenges, and what's phase one in building confidence? You just got to get them to try. Just try. Mm-hmm. And, but if there is a, a constant feel, fear of failure, you got to break some of that down. And so everything that you're talking about, from culture building and positive thinking and praise and reinforcement, all of that, in, it leads into being able to have a classroom filled with learners whether things come easy for them or not, who are just willing to try. And that's where the learning process starts. But a lot of kids just, they have a hard time with, I'm going to try. I, I'm not sure I'm going to be very good at that at all, right? So mm-hmm. um, so much good in what you shared, my friend. So much good. And before we wrap up, I, I want to make sure that everybody knows how to connect with you. Um, I will tell all the listeners, if you are not, <laughs> I know he's going to talk about his, like, his, his, x his twitter handle here in a second if you're not following this guy on social media you're missing out because he has got an enormous following that list that just wait for his his golden gems to drop on a daily basis so how can everybody connect with you brian 
Well, I, I appreciate it. I don't know how golden they are, but <laughs> I, I appreciate it, buddy. So on the Twitter X platform, it is at B Martin Real. And then on Instagram, it is the Teaching Champions Podcast. Yep. You you want to start your day with something positive, you need to follow him. He's He is all about giving you something that will give you um, just a great mindset to start your day or, or to, to finish off your day or get you through a day, all of it. Well, my friend, I always enjoy talking with you. And like I said, we're very fortunate to have crossed paths. And uh, I, I feel very, very honored to have you on this show and, and um, to call you my friend. So thank you for joining me, Brian. Yes, brother. And I, I thank you. You're doing uh, amazing things. What you do for everybody and like all the content that you put out there is, is just so special. And uh, even though I, I, you rubbed in a little bit that uh, you used to watch uh, Penn State smash <laughs> Notre Dame, uh, you know, I got nothing but love for you, brother. Oh, man. Thanks for, thanks for jumping on with me, Brian. <laughs> Party time. Sirens are going off in my head. We're going to try to just not be horrible. I'm watching you, exhausting entertainers. Always watching. Last Christmas. <laughs>